Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com Featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith Not just a profile picture For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com And the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website Is ready to help single Catholics take the next step In sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic health share ministry to provide an affordable health sharing program rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at MyCatholicHealthShare.com. CMF Curo. Healthcare fully alive. Howdy, everybody. This is John Michael Talbot. All things are possible with God. Pope Francis has designated 2014-2015 as the year of consecrated life, and the theme is wake up the world. Are you awake or asleep today? Come back. We're going to wake you up. Howdy, everybody. Welcome back. We are looking at the theme in this particular program of All Things Are Possible with God. We're going through Monk Dynasty, and the Pope has designated the year 2014 and 2015 as the year of consecrated life, and the theme is this. I love it. Get this. Wake up the world. Wake up the world. Are you awake or asleep? See, a lot of people are sleepwalking through life. They're in darkness. They're in sin. See, and and people who are consecrated to the Lord with poverty to get free of possessions, chastity to live a life of of free chastity in the midst of a promiscuous society and listening obedience in the midst of the loudness and the wild independence of Western civilization. These things are killing us. See, and the Pope has said, you guys who vow poverty, gospel poverty, gospel chastity, gospel listening obedience, you guys have what what the world needs to bring Jesus to wake us up. Wake us up. Well, the theme of the program is all things are possible with God, too. The word possible, possible, is donatus in Greek. It's similar to another word, dunamis, which is power. We need the power of the Spirit to wake us up. And the Pope has called us. He says, I invite every Christian at this very moment, that's right now, to a personal love relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you have that relationship? Do you have that power in your life? Are you waking up? Well, here's the bad news. Bad news. Bad news is only 17% of Catholics in America are coming to church. Only 15% of Catholic young people in America are still coming to church. If, if it were a denomination, the second largest denomination in the United States would be non-practicing Catholics. There's 30 million of them, and 50% of the people sitting in the pews in the big megachurches down the street, the non-denominational megachurches, they're non-practicing Catholics. Why do they go? 
because they find engaged encounter with Jesus Christ, preached, called for. Well, we Catholics, that's our message too. But far too many of us in music ministry, in clerical ministry, and even in consecrated life, we have lost that fire. So we have to rediscover it. And this Pope, baby, he is shaking us up, calling everyone at this very moment to a renewed personal encounter with Jesus Christ. So we want to wake up the world. I love what the Pope has said. He says, let's be honest, a lot of times here, here in, the, in the Catholic Church, we look more like mummies in a museum than we do people who are alive and awake in Christ. So we've got to wake up. We've got to wake up. And he says, sometimes we Catholics, we look like we're stuck in Lent with no Easter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. I love Jesus so much. And the new surveys that the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops has just done, they studied it in their last meeting. They said, you know, Catholics, we're tired of talking just about politics. We're tired of talking about just a myriad of activities. We're looking for that communion with Jesus, that relationship with Jesus. See? And fervent Catholics put number one on the list. They want a personal encounter with Jesus Christ at every Mass. So let's take a look. There are some pretty cool things about awakening. You know, we've had the Great Awakening. It was a spiritual movement in the United States. It goes all the way back in Protestantism to the preaching of guys like George Whitfield, Jonathan Edwards, comes out through, through history and comes all the way up into our time. There are four different movements of the Great Awakening, including the Fourth Awakening, which was the charismatic renewal in our day and in our time, in the late 20th century. I lived through that. Some of you did too. And it was powerful. You know, but if you go outside of Christianity, the Buddha, the word Buddha, all it means is the guy who woke up. <laughs> He woke up. He was, he was sleepwalking through life, you know, filled with suffering, filled with grasping, filled with worldliness. And he tried extreme asceticism, and that didn't work. And he finally came back to this moderate middle place. And he woke up. He woke up. Well, the Buddha says, don't look at me. I'm a finger pointing to the moon. I'm only pointing. See, all the other great religious teachers of the world, they point to the way, the truth, the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. Not through pride, not through exclusivism, not through triumphalism. He simply is the incarnation of what everyone else is pointing towards. Wow. So, Jesus, if the Buddha woke up, guess what? Jesus is the awakened awakener. (laughs) Jesus is the awakened awakener. Jesus is the one who wakes us up. The Buddha doesn't know it, but Jesus woke him up too. (laughs) How about that? All right, well, let's go through some scriptures. Uh, Romans 13, 1 through, or excuse me, 11 through 13. And do this, live for Christ, because you know the time. It is the hour now to awake from sleep. For our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Brothers and sisters, America needs revival 
now. We have shifted from a Judeo-Christian moral base, strongly Christian, to a secular humanist base. It's affected our politics. It's affected our thinking. It's affected our morality. It's even affected our religion. We need to repent and come back to revival. See, we can repent and prosper, or we cannot repent, and we will perish. We are perishing already. See? So, you know the time. St. Saint, Saint Paul said this to the Romans. And the Romans went through a time. They were in persecution. They were a minority. We Christians here in the United States, we are now, aren't we? We are no longer the majority. We are the minority. We have been marginalized. The media demonizes Christians. When there's a story about Christians, nine times out of ten, not always, but nine times out of ten, it paints us in a pretty bad light. Some of that's because we act badly. Some of it is because there's an intentional, an intentional kind of a, a propaganda campaign going on. And God help us, we can even be criminalized. But in, in the past, when this happened to Christians, we grew at 40% a decade. We did this under Rome for 300 years. By the time Constantine pronounces Christianity as the religion of the empire, he wasn't forcing Christianity on people. He was stating the obvious. 80, 90% of the people had already become Christian. So don't get discouraged, but know the time in which you live. We can no longer sleepwalk through our relationship with Christ, through our life in the church. we got to wake up. Our salvation is closer than when we first believed. The night is advanced, the day is at hand. Throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves properly as in the day, not in orgies and drunkenness and promiscuity and licentiousness, not in rivalry or jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. Wow. This word that's used there, egero in Greek, listen to this. It means to wake up, to rouse, to stand up where you are lying down, to be healed from disease, to be raised from death. Wow. To restore from the dead or a damaged state, to heal, to raise to life, and to rise up, and to give birth. Are we waking up from the dead, from sleepwalking? Are we being healed in Jesus? Are we giving birth from our faith in Christ to other Christians in our society? It can happen. Brothers and sisters, there's so many great scriptures in the Revelation 1 through 3. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your works complete in the sight of God. Keep what you have heard and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief in the night, and you will not know at what hour I will come against you. Wake up. Repent. Turn back to Jesus. Do it right now. See, the people in consecrated life, like living in communities like mine, that's what we long for. And a lot of the people in consecrated life 
don't have that relationship with Jesus, come back, come home. Enter into that engaged, personal encounter with Jesus Christ right now. I love you guys. All things are possible with God. See you back here for the second half. Patient endurance Will obtain everything Whoever has gone Wants for nothing at all God alone is enough God alone is enough Whoever has gone Wants for nothing everybody, this is John Michael Talbot. The theme today is Wake Up the World. The Pope has designated the year 2014-2015 as the year of consecrated life to wake up the world. And in my community, we have celibate monks, we have traditional sisters, we have singles who can marry and families. We all consecrate ourselves in a special way to the Lord through poverty, chastity, and obedience. And this isn't meant to be a law or to restrict us. It's meant to bring us closer to really living the life that Jesus lived so that we can bring it to everybody. Everybody. So we're called, huh, to wake up. To wake up. It's very similar, as I, as I shared with you, there are, there are several Greek words used for, uh, you know, wake up and awaken and so on and so forth. It means to, to be born again, to rise from the dead, means to come up from a drunken stupor. Some of us are walking around kind of dull. We're, we're living life, but, but we're, not really, we're not really alive. Our, our senses, the spiritual and even our physical senses, have not come to life. We're sick. We're lethargic. We're sluggish. Bang! Jesus wants us to wake up. So, I want to go through some pretty simple scriptures. You know, 
In the early days, monks wore the hood, right? That was, a, that was the headdress of a little baby. The hood, the cowl, was a symbol for them to remain not childish, but childlike. Why do we use this example in consecrated life and monastic life? Why? What is this about? Well, before you can be a child, look at me. Remember Nicodemus in John's Gospel? How, how can I be born again? Look at me, I'm an old man. I'm a religious professional. He was a Pharisee, right? I've got all this wisdom, this knowledge. I'm sophisticated. I'm formed. How can I be born again? But we have to. Listen to this. 1 Peter 1, 3. Blessed be God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By His great mercy, we have been born anew to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Wow. And 1 Peter 3.21 says, Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a clear conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. So we are, to, be, to be resurrected, you've got to die. You've got to die. Jesus says to Nicodemus in John 3, 3 through 8, listen to this. He answered Nicodemus and said, Amen, amen. I say to you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. The word there is, in Greek is anathan or anathen. It means from above or again. So some translations say born from above. Some translations say be born again. Nicodemus said, how can a person once grown old be born again? Surely he cannot re-enter his mother's womb and be born again, can he? Jesus answered said, Amen, Amen, I say to you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. What is born of flesh is flesh. What's born of spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you you must be born again. The wind back to the, the wind of the Spirit. I've taught many times on this program. The word Spirit is pneuma in Greek. It means wind. In Hebrew, it's ruah. Same thing. Air, wind, and breath. So he says, the wind blows where it wills. You can't hear the sound. You can hear the sound it makes, but you don't, not, don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with the one born of the Spirit. First Peter 1 Peter 1.23 Being born again not of a corruptible seed but of an incorruptible seed by the Word of God who lives and remains forever. Wow. St. Paul uses the language of the old self. We have to bring the old self through baptism. You go under the water and die and you rise up from the water a new creation born again Oh, I don't know about you guys. There are times in my... I said, man, I need a fresh start. I'm stuck. I'm being strangled by my old habit patterns. See? I'm walking around trapped, imprisoned, in the dark, asleep, in a drunken stupor, as it were. Yeah. You have to let it all... You have to let it die. You say, I've been like this all my life, John Michael. I know, uh, yeah, I know you've been like that your whole life. That's why you're so miserable. <laughs> you have to bring it 
to the cross and let it go. Romans chapter 6, Paul says in verse 4, We are indeed buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. If then, verse 8, we have died with Christ, we believe we shall live with him as well. Verse 11, consequently, you must think of yourselves as being dead to sin. Whatever you think you will become, think of yourself as dead to sin. You say, oh, I've been stuck in sin. No, stop it. Stop thinking like that. You think of yourself as dead to those old patterns. Sex, alcohol, chemical abuse, anger, harsh words, bad behavior. See, we begin to form ourselves. We think of ourselves. That's who I am. That's who I've been for years. No, stop it. You must think of yourselves, get this, a whole new way of thinking, as being dead to sin and living for God in Jesus Christ. You see how radical this is? If you think of yourself as a sinner, oh, I just, this is the way I am, John Michael, you're going to do it. Because whatever you think in your heart, so will you be. Proverbs says that. So you start thinking of yourself as a Christian, as holy, as righteous, and wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Pretty soon your emotions will follow, and then your senses will follow, and you will be righteous. You will wake up. Consecrated life is all about this. Consecrating myself to Jesus and Jesus alone so that I can wake up now I can go wake up the world. But you can't wake up if you're sleeping. I know a lot of people in religious communities, oh, they go to prayers, they keep the rules, they go to their ministries, they go to the office every day. But they're not awake. They're not awake. See, what the Pope is asking people in consecrated life to do is wake up! Have that relationship with Jesus Christ. Let go of your opinions, your agendas, your ideas, your plans. Let them go. And let God bring His plan, His agenda, His will, not yours. And He'll do that through you, folks. You'll wake up, and you'll be on fire, and you'll be effective. We become children of God. Jesus says in Matthew 18, verse 3, Unless you change and become like a child, you will not enter the kingdom of God. Put on that monastic cow. Put it up. Don't try to be sophisticated or fancy. Didn't get the scribes and Pharisees anywhere. Doesn't get Christian theologians who don't have that relationship with Jesus as their foundation. Doesn't get them anywhere either. Theology without that foundation of that relationship with Jesus is just vain religion. Those who are led by the Spirit are children of God. We have received the Spirit of adoption, which we cry out, Daddy, Father. Then we have joy, kara, which is the root of charismatic, the root of charismai, forgiveness. We begin to forgive people, and it's the root of you charist, the good gift.
Oh, let's have this in our life. We can't do it by our power. It happens by the power of the Spirit. You will receive power, dynamite, dunamis, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and yes, to the ends of the earth. Allow yourself to be awakened to the power of the Spirit and that encounter with Jesus in your life. And together, let's wake up the whole world. Pray with me if you would. Jesus, wake me up. Help me to die to my old patterns, even if I'm a religious and consecrated life in a religious community. Wake me up. Let me bring that old sleepy self to the cross and let it die. Give me the power of the Spirit, Jesus, so that I can be on fire in you. And I pray for religious communities, hundreds of them in the church. Wake them up, Jesus, by waking up the men and the women in these communities and help us to set the world on fire. I love you guys. All things are possible with God. I abandon myself to your will. Do with me whatever you want. I will only be grateful for whatever you do. I'm prepared for anything at all. Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. 
Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusofLexington.com.